0: And welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we dig in deep to analyze the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. I'm Andy Nelson from The Next Reel. We are looking at Jon Favreau's 2008 film, Iron Man, and joining me again is Alex Thompson of the Independence Day Minute. Hey, Alex. Hey, it's me. I'm back. Haha. You're back. And we are going to be looking at Iron Man Minute 92. On today's show, the minute starts with Pepper preparing to pilfer Tony's PC and it ends with a questionable translation tool in action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, Pe- Pepper is sitting at Tony's desk. This is just a lot of rummaging around through Tony's things, sort of minute. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and it starts with interestingly, I guess it's a screensaver that Tony has of his own car. Is it his own car or just cars that I like? It looks like it's his hot rod, like that we get the front shot and then it kind of uh, transitions to a side shot. And it looks like the one he was working on in the beginning.
1: Yeah, I I think it it actually is a nice bit of uh, character detail of what kind of um, a-hole, I guess, Tony was. That he got glamour shots taken of his own hot rod and made it his screensaver. (laughs)
0: it does say a lot about who tony is yeah like yeah. he's that guy <laughs> yeah, right right i almost am surprised that on the wall in his office we don't have a big portrait of him hanging mm. up somewhere <laughs>
1: uh, that's too on the nose <laughs> I, I
0: <laughs> a do, little
1: uh, right. i do find it strange that it is a little maybe revealing or interesting that we saw it on the wall out there in the hallway, as well as kind of on the wall in here. These pictures of warfare and weapons of war it suggests not only that they, that Tony, old Tony liked their product, but almost that they liked war. You know, like, it's not like they made the B-2 bomber that was out there getting refueled. It was just
0: right. a B-2 bomber. You yeah, know? very true. Yeah, because in his office here, we've got like a big picture of, uh, I don't even know, it's like a defense, I think, well, it says defense plant. So obviously mm-hmm. it's some sort of a uh arsenal something home of the arsenal of democracy i think is what the picture says and it's a bunch of people there and then an old bombers and things and Mm -hmm. i know we've had hints that his father has had ties to kind of these old sorts of um things and and perhaps instead Mm -hmm. of a company like boeing existing in this universe it's it's stark industries and they were the ones designing a lot of these sorts of things who knows
1: Yeah. And I mean, we do we do see that in future movies that his father has been one of the was one of the primary or was one of the weapons manufacturers for the U.S. government and the other governments for many years.
0: Right. Yeah. So, yeah, to that end, uh, I think that is actually very valid point. It does seem like, you know, he is kind of. To a certain extent, celebrating the history of it, but also largely celebrating kind of this, uh, uh, I don't know, just like you said, the celebration of war. And uh, yeah. in a way, it's the celebration of the war profiteering and the money they make from it.
1: Yeah. And I think it it maybe suggests part of the reason. I wonder, though, because you don't see any pictures like that in his house, in his home office. But you see them here. I almost wonder if that's a bit of a facade for the purposes of the workplace, you know, like um, I make obviously until he went until he was kidnapped overseas. He didn't have any moral compunctions, but I don't see that same glorification of war in his home life before he was taken
0: overseas. That is a good point. I mean, I have, uh, you know, been in offices of of people that i've known throughout my life who are heads of of construction companies and mm-hmm. things like that and the things that they have on their wall are images of you know exciting pieces of construction yeah. stuff in action right or 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 those uh you know when you down in the in the mining like the copper mines that you have mm-hmm. images of those those dump trucks that seem like they're, you know, a mile high and and with little vehicles next to them, just, you know, images Mm -hmm. of like, you know, this is what we do and look how cool it is. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I don't think they would have those pictures at home either. So it does make sense. It does feel very corporate to have Mm -hmm. that sort of imagery around your, your place. Yeah. It's, it's a
1: nice conversation piece when you've got to have, you know, the CEO of Lockheed or the German minister of defense or somebody over in your office you can talk about you know oh yeah we we were making these planes back in the 50s for you know the us effort and so and so but i think he is i think you you use the word tinkerer he likes to solve problems and make things and fix things and it turns out that the world of warfare gives you a lot of problems to solve and things to make and things to fix
0: yeah yeah, yeah, very much so. And speaking of uh, tinkering, um, mm-hmm. we we get to see Pepper pull out of her purse. Luckily, it's not a, a huge dig. Uh, she pulls out this lock chip and inserts it into uh, the the uh, the computer here at, yeah. at Tony's desk. And uh, it looks like a funky. I don't fully understand what sort of <laughs> USB thing this is, but she inserts it. It's got a red blinking light, and then it looks kind of like she pushes a button on the side of it as she uh, before she pulls her hand mm. away. And yeah. then, interestingly, so on on the screen we have login, uh, the login information, and then it, it starts doing this warning security breach, going through all sorts of things. It just says, "Screw that!" Yeah, <laughs> and then and then the access granted thing, but there are no sounds of her clicking away on the keyboard. So per your point last time, uh, when we're talking about, is this something that that Pepper would really know what to do with? Yeah, it is I, possible. This lock chip is doing all of the work and she's just basically... I think the lock yeah. chip is doing the work. Uh,
1: what what I'm guessing, the closest thing I can come to making sense out of this, because I I, uh, I froze a lot of these screenshots and looked at what was going on here and none of it is really discernible. Like that looks like code that's being written or anything like that. Um, I'm guessing that the this kind of gray square that comes up that looks at a whole bunch of alphanumeric stuff I'm assuming is basically figuring out use uh, credentials or something, uh, username yeah. and password or something like that. Although Tony could have just given them to her if that right. was what, yeah. if that was what he wanted, but or maybe it's getting the like the master credentials, you know the 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 root user, the system user, or something like that, or even Obadiah. Maybe it's getting Obadiah's credentials
0: cuz that that actually might be it that might make more sense mm-hmm. uh you know cuz i mean it's strange that before anything happens you know she puts this lock chip in and instantly the security breach pops mm-hmm. up so yeah. If it's Tony's computer, I would I would be hard pressed to think that it's going to give a security yeah. breach warning, because, mm-hmm. as you said, she probably has all of his login information. I mean, she knows his social and he doesn't. She's or he could. Yeah. Or or at the very least, she he could have said, here's the, here's my password. You know, swordfish one, two, three. Exactly. So it makes a lot more sense that what this lock chip is doing is trying to access Obadiah's account. Exactly. So, yeah. That makes a lot more sense to kind of go that route mm-hmm. to get all of this sort of stuff. And then we go into uh, the access granted uh, screen. And so uh, so clearly it's working. Oh, before we before we actually jump that far, I do want to just point out on the wider shot of the screen in the top right corner, you can see the time. And it actually does read 1346 PT. <laughs> so... So per our conversation last time, yeah. um, it is uh, not the 7 p.m. meeting on the 24th that we are here uh, for. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a totally different time. It's, uh, it's uh, 1.46 in the afternoon. So uh, I think the idea that this is a Saturday or Sunday is the only logical thing that would make it make sense why it's so empty.
1: Yeah, so, so we're thinking Saturday or Sunday and at some point, F- Colson and Pepper set another meeting time. That's the only thing that makes sense to something me, like that. And so, yeah. I I would say that. And given that Coulson, spoiler for later in the week, is sitting out there waiting, I'm assuming their meeting was for two.
0: Uh, or uh, yeah, or or because the his well, we'll get to that in a later minute because his reaction is like, uh, did you forget about us? So it makes me think it might have been even one one thirty. Oh, or might have been for one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, one or yeah. one thirty maybe.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll talk about that uh, yeah. uh, a little bit later. So so we go through this thing, access is granted, and then uh, again, she's still not typing. It's just things are happening on the screen. It's flipping through. It's this data uh, data miners international uh, version it looks like version two point pops mm. up, and it's it's kind of scanning through all these drives. And I, I love computer exposition where mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like this illogical stuff happening on the screen that really doesn't make any sense. And it probably is implausible, but they they write it in an expositional way where mm-hmm. we can understand. Oh, Tony said ghost drive. This is the this ghost is drive. The ghost okay, drive. so yeah. right.
1: So it it doesn't just say international. Ver- I think it actually says version twenty eight point nine, and then it says Jack Still or J C K S T L L. Right, right. I, w- I was trying to rack my brains and like, is there some Jack still or Jack stole or something in Marvel history that it's like a, an Easter egg, but I couldn't come up with anything. I don't know what that the J C K S T L L is that that's sitting there. I'm not, Cause there are some Easter eggs coming up later in this minute, but, um, right, right. But that didn't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I had written that down too, but I couldn't figure out, I couldn't find if that was meant to be anything at all. It just seemed yeah. like uh it didn't seem like anything it's just it's mm-hmm. just there so yeah. um uh and i was even looking is data miners international was that an actual company cuz it has that little triangle icon there and so mm-hmm. I, I but i couldn't find that as a real company either so yeah, uh, it's, it's got that, that little
1: triforce down there in the corner but.
0: yeah but uh i think it's a, a fictional thing that they just kind of came up with for this uh this thing that's scanning scanning to find the ghost drive and it succeeds. And then we have, it pops open uh, a whole series of eight secret uh, Mm. files on this ghost drive or folders on this ghost drive that uh, we're going to uh, be digging into uh, along with Pepper here. So I do
1: want to say though, given that this seems to be data miners international, I'm suspecting this go, this USB thing that pepper has plugged in is not really something that Tony has I'm thinking this is more something Tony has acquired than something Tony has built, or at the very least, Tony's only Tony's only maybe maybe customized it a little bit for usage on Stark systems, but. I don't think that Tony built this from scratch the way that he supposedly built Jarvis from scratch.
0: That makes sense. Especially if he's in this place where his focus right now is the Mark Mm three. He probably just like, I just need something to, uh, to, to get this information. I'll just purchase this thing from these guys. Cause when he does pull it out in an earlier minute, it's in its own box. So maybe it was shipped to him that way. And now he's Mm -hmm. giving it to her to kind of handle this, this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. So we've got these eight files that pop up, uh, and I guess uh, we'll just uh, we'll tackle them um, in order. We'll, well, we we only go through a few of them right now, but, <laughs> but uh, the first say, one
1: they do say I have to say <laughs> they do say confidential, top secret, ultra secret, and secret,
0: and <laughs> right. comsec and crypto. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering we're we're never going to get to those last four, yeah. um, which really made me curious. What is in that last ultra secret? folder that we're never going to get Let, let's be
1: honest here okay ultra secret that's that's where ob keeps his pornography come on now that, it's in the ultra secret folder you know. it's in ultra secret ultra secret 2 right yeah it's right well no it's in the super duper secret that you can't even see there you have to go inside the ultra secret folder then inside the junk <laughs> folder inside the ultra secret folder and then there's a super duper secret folder inside of that one and that's where it is
0: that's where it is yeah uh, that makes perfect sense. Yep. This first one we have the confidential sector 004, and uh, this is uh, it's labeled shipping 045 shipping L5, and in this we are going to get all sorts of interesting shipping manifests, starting with South Asia transport uh, to Islamabad. Yep. This is uh, this is the first of a number of these manifests, and uh, it's interesting reading through the information on it. Uh, I mean, it's very specific and uh, it actually is going to repeat quite a bit, but it's a one shipping container said to contain 16 crates, two feet by six feet, weighing 440 pounds or 200 and 200 kilograms. Each crate contains 60 AK-47 machine guns, ammunition and shoulder straps, brown. Mm Missile types include, but are not limited to, surface-to-air, surface-to-surface, surface-to-subsurface, torpedoes, submarine-launched ballistic missiles, SLBRs, anti-chip torpedoes, anti-submarine torpedoes, acquisition radar, control command post. Um, so, a couple things to point out on this one. Uh, both mm-hmm. times they put missile on here, they misspelled it. <laughs> right. Um, it's uh, it's What is it? M-I-S-E. Uh, they they forgot the second I in missile. So it's M-I-S-S-L-E. Uh, right. It's so, uh, yeah, the typing is so smudgy anyway. It's uh, difficult to read.
1: Yeah. Um, I noted, so they listed an address here for Stark Industries, Inc. Um, yep. That is a fake address. As far as I can tell, there is no 1200 Industrial Avenue in Long Beach.
0: It doesn't even look like Industrial Avenue is in Long Beach. Yeah, I, so I, I just that, Googled
1: yeah. 1200 Industrial Avenue, Long Beach, right.
0: California and got nothing.
1: Um. Right, right. There's also something weird here. That this shipping crate contains AK-47s. Now, I don't, I wouldn't think Stark Industries are manufacturing AK-47s, are they? I mean, those, those those are, by definition, those are Russian firearms. I would think Stark manufactures things like missiles and stuff like
0: that. Yeah. So it. My sense of what's happening here is because uh, you're right. It's it's very odd that that we're we're shipping uh, 60 AK-47s with all the rest of this mm-hmm. uh, the other stuff that is probably Stark well, uh, materials. It's 16, sixteen times 60 because sixteen crates. Yeah, Each right, crate right. contains 60. Yeah. It, uh, my sense is that um, what Stain has been doing is uh, basically become an arms dealer, and so mm-hmm. he's acquiring a lot of this stuff. And then uh, as part of the sale, selling this stuff mm-hmm. to these terrorists and, and probably other people as well. That's, that's my best sense. And this stuff's all going to, uh, to Pakistan. So it's not even going to the, the Ten Rings terrorists unless it's kind of getting to them by way of Pakistan. But I don't know. It's, it's, it is an interesting element that yeah. has been added that we are getting that. So, uh, but that's my best guess. Yeah. Um I don't I do also wonder how much need is I suppose
1: there's some water there. I was going to say how much need is there for um uh, shooting at at submarines in and uh, submarine launched ballistic missiles when you're fighting in the Middle East? Yeah.
0: Uh. <laughs> Again, again, my sense of all of this is like these are things that probably a lot of people in these. Well, two things: a lot of people who are in the world of arms dealings um, are probably buying and selling things kind of in bulk, where they say, "Look, we're going to sell you. We'll create up all this stuff for you, and you're just going to buy it in bulk." And sometimes it's the the A level merchandise, and sometimes it's the the D level merchandise. But you have to buy it as a package. Oh, that's how so you're thinking
1: then maybe the the pakistanis or the uh, you know the pakistanis who are buying this are then maybe maybe they're turning around and selling exactly. the missiles to some guy they know who's fighting in you know the south polynesian sea or something like
0: that right right that's what i'm thinking is that then yeah B they're they're taking that stuff and saying okay well now we will sell that to get these other things that we want and, and you know it becomes this whole thing where people are just buying and selling all these different types of things um to uh, to make money and also to wreak havoc. Mm-hmm. I do
1: also notice something weird on this first one. The area code for the telephone and the fax is three six two. That is for the state of Kansas.
0: <laughs> Maybe the uh, <laughs> the phone numbers in uh, um, uh, it just made more sense for them to buy a uh, three six two area code just <laughs> to. I I don't know. It it made me wonder because it's coming from Stark Industries but it's a fake address. It's its phone numbers from Kansas. Is this really Stark Industries address or is this like information that they're putting on these bill of ladings to mislead um the people so it can't be as easily traced.
1: Oh, so this is like uh weapons laundering or something like that, you know. This is a, <laughs> Right. This is a shell account to
0: it, we all know Kansas is the big hub of international mm-hmm. uh, weapons laundering. Well, yeah. If
1: I'm trying to throw somebody off, where's the last place they're going to look for my submarine launch ballistic missiles? Kansas.
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're going to go from uh, that one. We've got more of these. I mean, this is it's a huge file that we have of these uh, yeah. different shipping manifests and whatnot. The next one uh, has uh, has a fun little. Uh, uh, easter egg on it though. the the next
1: one uh does have a lot of the same manifest information i was almost thinking some of the next one was like the bill of receipt for the first one maybe
0: yeah there because the first one's the bill of lading the second yeah. one it, it says invoice slash arrival notice mm-hmm.
1: yeah but then the second one also has a bunch of uh you know simple simplistic
0: drawings of missiles on it in case you couldn't tell what who was being shipped <laughs> right yeah. That's always what you do. Well, and and I will say it works well in context of the speed at which these things actually play across on on screen. (laughs) Like it opens quickly and we just have these files all kind of open and then close right away. And so in context of that, it helps you go, oh, it's these are shipping manifests because I can see missiles on them. Yeah.
1: When I was trying to take notes on this, I couldn't even write like at 28 seconds because literally these pictures are all coming up in second 28.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. It's it's super fast, uh, um, but
1: you mentioned there is an interesting thing on this one.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a very fun little uh, Easter egg that they throw in, especially knowing that Obadiah Stane is the one behind all of this. But you have the vessel name is the MSC Lebowski. Ah. <laughs> No, I'm not even
1: that Lebowski. I'm I'm just Lebowski. I'm just the dude.
0: <laughs> just the dude. I would love to see one of these that was actually, uh, you know, MSC dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, it is a strange uh, little uh, vessel name that we have here, and it's just it is a fun way for the uh, the production design team to kind of throw in this uh, mm-hmm. this idea for the boat name. Yeah.
1: Um, and, uh, yeah, part of the reason why I do think this is just related to the same one that we saw before is here the origin port is Long Beach and the port of discharge is Karachi.
0: And and MSC is a, a shipping company. It's the Mediterranean shipping company. So that's uh, – yeah, they do actual uh, shipping all around the world.
1: Although this invoice arrival notice lists a few more items than the first one listed because the first one went A through I. This goes all the way to M. So after the control command post, we also get a target tracking unit, missile tracking unit, command transmitter, and man portable systems.
0: And we're going to see all of this same stuff repeated over and over across all Mm -hmm. these things, because obviously they were just trying to fill space just to make it look like there's all these things. Again, no one was expecting these to be scrutinized frame by frame on a podcast you know all these years later but it is interesting to just kind of see all of this and the details and it does make me wonder like some of this stuff like what are they doing with these like what is a man portable system
1: uh, i'm looking at the invoice arrival notice it says up at the top right your shipment has will arrive as described below the shipment will be released only upon receipt of payment and or endorsed original bill of lading if you have any questions please contact your custom house broker or your stark industries customer service representative I'm imagining in my head, and I'm I'm not going to do the Middle Eastern accent because that would be racist, but I'm imagining Raza or somebody calling, you know, just a, hello, Stark Industries customer service, can I help you? Uh, Yeah, I I ordered anti-ship torpedoes, but I received anti-submarine torpedoes torpedoes what am i supposed to do with these we are surrounded by desert for miles and miles i'm sorry sir what is your uh what is your uh invoice notice the the bill of lading what is the shipment number
0: Uh, oh my god i have to go back here to form number oh come on man i'm trying to fight a war here (laughs) right exactly it does make me wonder because there's so much stuff getting processed and i was just like wouldn't people who are dealing with kind of under the table arms dealings do everything they could to avoid all oh, paper of this paper trail yeah yeah and uh, i mean unless you're hiding it in a confidential folder i guess but still mm. <laughs> i don't know it it's it, it Always strikes me funny that all of this stuff is saved because it implies there are so many levels of people at Stark Industries beyond Obadiah that are involved in this and are just signing off and moving yeah. forward with it all.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, if you were <laughs> illegally shipping weapons to somebody in a giant crate, you would say that that crate contains grain or furniture. Or, you know, yeah. or things that aren't going to get inspected or aren't going to come up in a paper trail. <laughs> you know, dr- drug dealers don't ship their drugs with a shipping manifest that says drugs on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but it wouldn't make for a good scene in a movie to find information. We have to find that information somehow.
1: Or or maybe, maybe actually this is potentially a... Um, Maybe a more real explanation to this. The people that Stark Industries and Obadiah are selling it to in the Middle East are, quote unquote, legitimate buyers. And
0: well, that's possible. I mean, obviously the there legitimate are people buyers who are,
1: yeah. are in Pakistan are then turning around and selling them to Raza. And Stark probably knows that they're going to, you know, the 10 rings and going to this person, and that person. But they're the reason why they have a legitimate paper trail is because they're selling it to a legitimate guy. And then they're saying, well, I don't know what he's going to do with it. That that that's yeah. we just sold it to a legitimate person. You know what?
0: What? What did we do? We didn't do anything wrong. Well, in and yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's actually the the case because I mean, if it's a if it's a wep- weapons manufacturer and they are making and selling weapons, obviously they're selling to legi- legitimate buyers. Yeah. But yeah. you know, they can't control where some of those yeah. quote legitimate buyers are actually selling to, so it makes sense. Um, we do, uh, as we kind of continue scrolling through these, we do get uh, to find out that there are even more items beyond M that we had listed uh, we get a couple more on, on mm. the next uh, shipping manifest we get n and o it's the manual command to line of sight and the telescopic launcher tube Ooh. so uh, just continuing a whole list of different things that, that they are shipping i think a telescopic
1: um, launcher tube is i believe it's something that pertains to rocket propelled grenades um i'm not super up on my armaments but that
0: Seems it sounds like yeah. it would be that.
1: But since since we're on the one with the telescopic launcher tube, uh, now we can mention the other Easter egg, uh, the barcode on this one. Uh, the text underneath it says "the dude." Speaking of the
0: dude, yep, yep. he <laughs> does come up. Another one of them also says "the dude" on it. Um, yeah, and then one of them uh, has yeah. as its um, as the vessel it has Jules Verne. So. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's fun the all the different things that they are kind of coming up with yeah. uh, as little easter eggs to hide in these things. Yeah. And, and I think the dude is like the, the dude, right? It's the
1: it it's hard to tell with the font that they use and the resolution we've had we have it's hard to tell the difference between an o a zero and a capital d. So it could be it sort of looks like the symbol symbol dude symbol uh which, yeah. which again could be you know uh, could be th- zero, 00 could be 0 ood you know who knows right right but it actually there is some nice synergy on this even on this page between the the that id in the lower left and the upper right because they basically they both say 0094542088 and then The one in the lower left has that bit where they throw in the dude, and then the rest of the thing that's in the upper right anyway, the KY9842. So there's some match between those. So you can imagine a computer system that's got this ID number system built into it.
0: Yeah, it would all make sense that that somehow... Whatever it is that they're doing, I mean this mm-hmm. the, they, they they put it together well enough where it seems like they are creating something that seems legitimate you yeah know, for for us when it's scrolling by in like a you know a five second flash, it, yeah it, it feels very legitimate.
1: yeah the art department put enough yeah, they put enough effort into it that the numbers aren't just like zero nine eight seven six five four three two although I say that on the same page where they've got the probably the laziest number that they've got in this entire thing. A uh, two three four five five six underscore zero nine eight seven six. <laughs> now I know, obviously, you, when you go through every number, you're eventually going to land on ones like that. But I guess it is—it just so happens that one of them they didn't try that hard, right? A yeah. little sloppy, a little bit, but, but but still, I mean, a lot of this is a lot of this is really unsloppy. So you
0: know, I'll, I'll give them one. Also, I was noticing in the stamps that we have coming in from the uh, from the receiving end, from mm-hmm. the, the the Pakistani end over in Karachi, who's stamping this from the Eastern Pacific Shipping Company. I couldn't help but notice that the the text that is getting stamped. It looks um of uh, middle eastern in nature i don't know if it's if it's arabic or yeah. what it is but oftentimes it looks just like funky english fonts like there's one where it looks like jodster like j o d s t e r the other one just looks like Matt.
1: <laughs> well one of them also looks like srimmy or drimmy there's a few of them. i mean it could just be that we're 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 just not that fluent in arabic and we don't know that these right. are real letters you know
0: yeah exactly yeah. it's that's entirely possible too but um, but it is funny to kind yeah. of go through these. Yeah. And that's the first folder. And then we go into the second folder, which uh, also is confidential sector four. and honestly, we go through all these, again, but it looks like the exact same set of paperwork. Like mm-hmm. I was going through this and it, it's a different order. But I was like, you know, I'm pretty sure it's all the same stuff. Did you catch any differences in that second folder?
1: Uh, let's see. One of the vessels was the MSC
0: Horvath. Oh, right. There's the Horvath in this second round.
1: If there are any, I mean, the, it seems like they put all of these together out of the same, you know, handful of, of pieces that they kind of cut and pasted in different ways. One of these manifests does list Jericho missiles. Yes. Um, right. At least one of them does. A few of them do say small arms slash artillery. But, I, I mean, in general, these are the same... Handful of uh, blocks of text and images that they've sort of just uh, configured in different ways. Um, I do notice more of that Arab, quote unquote Arabic, that looks like it mm, just is just weirdly written English. Looks like it says sword menning. (laughs)
0: Um, It does. I'm somewhere in
1: second, somewhere in second 33.
0: Yeah, I see it. It does look like, yeah, it does look like sword menning. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I I don't know what. (laughs)
0: I feel like it's just uh, – I don't know. I want to say that there's some in-joke with all of what they were doing there, but I can't tell what any of it is. Cause you know, I, I, I yeah.
1: kind of feel – I'm hoping that it was a case where they didn't want to root this in – I'm either hoping that it's just these are Arabic characters that we're just dumb and ignorant and American enough to not recognize, or that they didn't want to make it a specific – Middle Eastern language, and so they just sort of essentially made one up.
0: That's entirely possible that they were just kind of doing something to kind of keep from yeah seeming like it was being too offensive to anyone. In yeah, particular. they didn't
1: want to specifically say like, "Oh, look, it's the Pakistanis that are buying up It's like, no, it's it's everybody. But you know, they didn't want to. But
0: since right. Karachi, but since right. Karachi
1: is the port, maybe that maybe, maybe we'd have to we'd have to look and like look at a Pakistani language and see if these characters show up in that to see yeah. if there's, you know.
0: Yeah, I had been, I I, I should have, I had been sending uh, spoken language clips to people over in the Reddit community to translate. I, I should have sent some of these just to see if any of this was actual uh, language of some sort, but uh, but I didn't, because it just, it looks so English. It just looks so fake, uh, you know, fake Arabic to me.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at an Urdu, um out a bunch of urdu characters and none of them look like the ones that we're seeing there I and mean, obviously there are more languages than urdu but um yeah. persian alphabet hmm. mm, no nothing here nothing looks like that m character that we saw right uh, or at least in, in my 5 seconds of googling nothing looks quite like that
0: Well, the other interesting note during these is this is the first time that we hear Pepper clicking on the keyboard. When all of these files close from the first folder, Mm. uh, all of a sudden uh, we hear external clicking. So that does make me feel like everything up to this point has been automated by this lock chip that she's inserted. So to that end, I guess it wasn't that difficult of a job to do. So
1: so essentially, though, this fold, each of these folders has a default behavior where you click on it and all the incriminating files open and close really quickly. <laughs> I guess so.
0: <laughs> Here's a quick peek. Here's a quick peek. Uh, Hope uh, you're not a cop. Uh, right. Oh, it's so weird. Uh, but then we go into the top secret folder. This is the Sector 16, and it labels it as such se- Sector 16 file access as we flash through images of a suit that looks very much like the Mark one, but not quite. Mm. In fact, I I like that when we get to, and and I like how these ones start going slower as they pop up just to emphasize, Hey, really pay attention to these ones now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I like when we get to, I think it's the, um, the fourth image in, or maybe it's the fifth image in again, they move so quickly that it's hard to pinpoint exactly. But I like that this one actually has the Mark one, it with with size dimensions and everything next to this suit and this is this is the one that uh that Obadiah is building in sector 16 as we are realizing as we start looking at this uh, ironmonger suit here and I love this little dimensional view of it so that because I think there were some questions initially of um, the fact that Obadiah is basically in parts of the mark I suit but as this shows, it's very much not because the Mark One it says is six six point five zero feet mm-hmm. high, and the Ironmonger suit is was it ten feet? 10. It looks ten point eight. Is that what it is? Uh,
1: it looks like ten oh oh to me. Oh, it is ten oh oh. Yeah. Uh, so essentially, Obadiah is in a very very primitive version of a Hulkbuster suit.
0: Kinda, yeah. This is, a, this is a beefy suit, and yeah. I mean, we see that. We'll see that later in the movie when he is in it. Um, that it's. Yeah, just I guess massive.
1: spoiler. Spoiler alert! Uh,
0: I guess we spoiled <laughs> the fact that Obadiah will be in this. <laughs> um, uh, right? Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. Yeah. But obviously, we know Obadiah is building it, so yeah. it's something that's very uh, mm-hmm. interesting. And well, and I mean, again. We're allowed to spoil stuff that does happen in the comics, and we do see him pop up in the Iron Monger suit. So. But it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It, the, adjust, the original width, 2.8 feet, uh, or not 2.8 feet. It's, uh, uh, no, it is 2.8 feet. And then the, um, the adjusted width is 5.8 feet. So it's uh, very much an increase in scale to this new size. I love that uh, they actually included that. It's really cool.
1: So there is something interesting I'm seeing here on this same blueprint with this uh, scale thing. They do mention chest repulsor technology. So if I remember correctly, I don't think the Mark One really had much in the way of repulsors. I think he essentially kinda sorta just made rockets in the cave to sort of propel himself, didn't he?
0: Uh, yes, but the repulsor technology is what gets him to fly out of there.
1: Yeah. So then, so repulsor technology then, I guess, is some other. It's not something Stark invented for the purposes of being Iron Man, either in the cave or uh, later on as he's sort of tinkering repulsor technology. Then I guess is probably some proprietary Stark tech that he has purposed for this, repurposed for this.
0: Yeah, because I think that the arc reactor that they have in their in their shop, the giant arc mm-hmm. reactor, uh, I think that it does use this repulsor technology and he just, he builds a small arc reactor and then uses it to kind of make this repulsor technology useful in ways that they have never done before. Yeah. That was kind of my sense of it. Yeah. Which I guess... I guess kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah. The repulsor technology is some, some Stark technology, some Stark industries technology. I guess I got to be careful how I say that. So it's not just Tony Stark's own technology that he has sort of found a cl- more clever use for than just whatever it was being used for. Yeah. Cause right, he's Tony right. Stark and he's clever.
0: He is very clever. This Tony, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. we, we scroll through all these different images, looking at, you know, the joints, the, the elbow joints, the, the leg joints, um, as we go through this and then we kind of end on this uh this big it's a kind of almost like uh top to bottom shot of the uh, Ironmonger suit rendered kind of on screen with the energy analysis and core power breakdown information kind of on either side um as the last one that we get to sit on while uh pepper stares at it and uh asks the question what are you up to obadiah which is nice it's it's a nice little image to kind of uh look at while we're seeing this. And actually in the script, I think it's interesting because it still actually references it as the dynamo suit. Mm. Obviously shifted a bit from the Crimson Dynamo. Not that
1: I I I hesitate to point out a uh potential flaw in Obadiah's plan, because he- heaven knows that these movies are always airtight in their plotting. But um <laughs> so his end game here in in Obadiah's head. Right. Is he's he makes he commissions this newer advanced ironmonger suit that is powered. Essentially, the only power source that can power it is this miniaturized arc reactor. He has to steal it from steal the arc reactor from Tony to be able to run this damn thing. And he tries to basically kill Tony so that Tony can't stop him he is now putting a lot of faith in Stark's other scientists to be able to reverse-engineer this arc reactor so they can make more of them. Because otherwise, they've got one miniaturized arc reactor, two if you want to count Tony's prototype.
0: Right. Right. Well, and that makes you wonder. Obviously, we're we're jumping ahead in the story here, but it does make you wonder if they were able to reverse-engineer the little one to make multiples. Because as we find out from Raza last week when he's uh talking when we Mm. reveal that obadiah and raza are chatting Mm -hmm. raza says i want you to build me an army of iron Mm -hmm. man suits basically yeah
1: Yeah, so if the goal is to eventually mass produce these suits they need to be able to mass produce the miniaturized arc reactors which uh, the problem is one person as far as he knows obviously he doesn't know about ivan Vanko and number two and so on but as far as he knows, one person has the capability to, has the know-how to do this. He is placing a lot of faith in Stark scientists to be able to figure that out.
0: Well, and I wonder if it's, it, I, it, it makes me wonder, we're not ever going to actually find out uh, in this film, but it does make you wonder if these scientists are able to, to uh, reverse engineer the large one and make additional large ones, but they can't figure out how to make it small, hmm. um, Uh, So I wonder if once they have a small one, I mean, I'm assuming that that's what they're relying on here. If we get the small one, we'll be able to reverse engineer it to figure out, okay, what did Tony do to get it this small and make it still operate? And I guess it's yeah, it's a a very flawed plan, (laughs) but uh, it's uh, you know, it's counting on a lot of people to be able to figure this stuff out. But I don't know. I, I feel like by the time we're hitting this point in the film yeah some of the stuff that obadiah is up to is starting to maybe not make quite as much sense Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i mean it's the the maxim i keep going back to is if you're having this thought after the movie fine It, it you're you should be worried if you're having this thought while you're watching the movie yeah right if you're thinking about this while you're watching the movie the filmmaker didn't do a good enough job of
0: immersing you in the world. Right. And I don't think that these are questions that ever crossed my mind while I was watching it.
1: Yeah, no, these didn't cross my mind while I was watching this. The only question
0: that crossed my mind watching this was
1: a bigger Iron Man to fight Iron
0: Man. (laughs) Right. What are you going to get to fight him? It has to be bigger and better. Of course. So we go out of the top secret sector 16 folder into the ultra secret sector. It looks like 0XX folder. We don't even know what sector this is. And this is where Obadiah (laughs) saves, as it turns out, the highly incriminating video file, which uh, for some reason he decided to keep (laughs) the 0XX (laughs) folder as opposed to the 0XXX folder where he keeps the highly incriminated video file where censored I can't
1: talk about that on this podcast happens.
0: (laughs) Well, right. Um, No, but it it does make me wonder, Mm. Obadiah, why do you save this? Like, What are you thinking? Why? (laughs) You know, delete it. Why would you save something like this, dude? So
1: incognito mode on the browser.
0: Oh boy, I tell you, yeah, problematic. Mm-hmm. But it's it's okay. It's it's a nice reveal that uh, we do get to kind of see this footage. We already, as an audience, know what's happening. This is the first time. Uh, well, we know that there's a relationship between Obadiah yeah, and Raza. we know that Obadiah and Raza are in league. We don't. We know that yeah. Tony knows that, uh, or Tony knows that. Obadiah has uh, been working against him within the company and voted him out because of the way that he's behaving. But Tony doesn't know that he's in league with Raza. Um, and so now this is now Pepper finding out that there's this whole other side of Obadiah that we didn't realize that mm-hmm. uh, we're watching this video that we saw uh, at the beginning. And uh, then we get this uh, really fascinating translate tool Mm -hmm. that uh, Pepper decides to use, where you can type translate. Not only does it translate the video file for you and into English, which apparently it just automatically knows you want it in English, but it actually also puts the speaker's actual voice into English for you because we have none other than Ferranta here speaking as Raza here. It preserves the accent. (laughs) It's so silly. But again, in context of the film, it it still works. It's silly,
1: as is the line in there. As you can see, Obadiah Stain. Just so that just so that one, as you can see, which is always the the exposition flag in any piece of dialogue, uh, you know, Obadiah state just so that it's clear that it's not like I got hold of this hostage video from somebody else. No, the guy, the hostage taker is talking to me as the person who set up the plan
0: (laughs) exposition at its finest right Mm -hmm. here. Yeah. Yeah. He should have had one of his guards doing the the old Bob Dylan video trick mm. where he also has it on cards and he's just dropping each card as it goes by so that we can actually read it as well as hearing now, it all translated i
1: wonder does obadiah stain speak whatever language, or at least understand enough of it that they uh whatever language you're well, speaking
0: Well, we do when he goes to visit him in the cave or mm-hmm. in the tent yeah in the previous minutes he actually does speak to him in urdu mm. because so, i was
1: it's it's good that he does, I guess, for plot conveniences here, because otherwise, one, you would record if you didn't, you'd record the video in English, not in whatever language they're speaking. And two, this translation software would probably be writing logs somewhere. Yeah. So even if it's not high level you know, if, if your software is writing lots and lots of logs, that's probably really bad for Obadiah because now there's a paper trail somewhere of the stuff yeah. that the software just translated. But yeah, yeah I all, guess, all yeah.
0: sorts of issues with 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 this whole thing. I mean, it works very well in context of moving us along in the story, but the real yeah. world uh, take on it is garbage. <laughs> it's just the, the, the dumbest thing to be doing,
1: even if your translation software can turn can translate the words correctly there's no way that it generates the inflections of
0: an actor's performance it's it's pretty silly yeah pretty silly but um uh, we'll continue this Uh, i don't think i have anything else for this we can kind of continue talking about this tomorrow as it wraps up any other last notes
1: i just want to shout out um the kind of the One of those weird things that actors have to do sometimes, Gwyneth Paltrow literally is just staring. In reality, Gwyneth Paltrow is just staring at a light and is basically being told, you are seeing incriminating stuff. (gasps) What? Face. Different face. Obadiah, what are you up to? (gasps) Really incriminating thing.
0: You know. Right. And she does it well. Mm Mm-hmm. She she handles herself well with the uh, with the fake computer work that she has to do here.
1: Just those strange things like when you have to carry out entire scenes of dialogue talking to a tennis ball on a stick, just the the sort of the weird things (laughs) they never prepare you for in uh, drama school.
0: Yeah, what's harder? Is the, the fake fake uh, looking at information on a computer screen or looking at a fake bad guy who's actually a tennis ball on a stick?
1: I think the computer screen is because at least with the bad guy on a stick, you get dialogue. You've got a, um, a an AD or a script supervisor offset, off you know, saying, I'm going to take over the world. And you can imagine, you know, a <laughs> tennis ball saying that to you and go, OK, no, you're not mr bad guy man but like she literally just has to look at a look at a dot and make faces
0: for a bit right, it's yeah, really
1: right. hard not to be silly doing that
0: oh uh, she she looks at that dot well yeah she is yeah she handles herself well with it with mm-hmm. the look because yeah. it, it always tracks it always it always works yep all right, well, uh, Alex, would you like to remind everybody where they can find you out there online? Uh, yeah, you can find me uh, guesting
1: on various Movies by Mets podcasts. Uh, you can also find me hear me on a couple of my own Independence Day Minute, Galaxy Quest Minute, and Cleveland and Six going deep into Major League.
0: Uh, all those on podcatchers near you All right, everybody well check those shows out and uh, that's it for today's show thanks everybody for tuning in make sure you subscribe to the show for free at marvelmovieminute.com join us over in our discord chat room and follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at the next reel and if you like what we do and you want to support us and get some cool stuff become a patron over at thenextreel.com slash patreon until next time true believers excelsior